The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Today is actually the 14th Sunday of Ordinary Time. The bishop made a little mistake at the beginning of Mass. Sometimes he gets things wrong. Hopefully not the big things, maybe the small things. Huh? But this is the 14th Sunday if you were paging through your Sunday missiles. And the Lord talks about the abundant harvest and the need for laborers to gather in his harvest. It is summer in western South Dakota. And once again, it seems that the whole world comes to visit us. I-90 is filled with SUVs, trailers, campers, boats, and of course, motorcycles. And during the rally in Sturgis in August, the number of visitors will jump to an even higher level. These big crowds of the summer and the high rate of population growth West River now these days are a concrete reminder that the harvest is abundant. In today's gospel, passage from Luke, the Lord Jesus sends out the 72 disciples in Paris to every town and village he intends to visit during his journey to Jerusalem. He's turned in Luke's gospel now, we heard that last Sunday, right resolutely from Galilee now towards Jerusalem. And we will be reading these passages from Luke where the Lord makes this journey to the holy city, knowing that his passion and death await him there. This Sunday he's talking about the harvest. He's also showing the disciples that he gives them real authority to go out and make disciples and counter, you know, the kingdom of darkness, even the demons we hear are subject to his disciples because of his name. This passage where the Lord sends them out to gather the harvest contains the Lord's words that the harvest is abundant. It was then, and it still is now. The Lord himself has planted the seeds, and like his first disciples, we are sent to gather in the harvest. How are we to do this? How are we to do this? Well, I have one reminder and two suggestions, no, more than suggestions, exhortations, huh? to help us to accomplish this task. First, a reminder. The reminder is this, that this work belongs to all of us. We were commissioned for it at our baptism, and equipped for it in our confirmation with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We really can't say that it's the priest's job or the sister's job or the pope's job or the bishop's job as if it were not also our job. This work of gathering the harvest belongs to all of us because of our baptism and confirmation. So that's the reminder. This is our common work together. Nobody sits on the sidelines when it comes to this. And now the two uh, exhortations. First, our parishes have to be welcoming communities that evangelize and pray for vocations. That should be a hallmark of our parishes, that they welcome people, and that they really do implore God to provide vocations. How do you do this? How do you become a welcoming community that evangelizes and prays for vocations? Well, first, you know, uh, be intentional about it. Be intentional about gathering in the harvest in your local parish. That's the mission ground for you, right where you live. And don't be afraid to try different things in promoting vocations. They're not all going to work, at least not all work in the same way. Um, but trying things, brainstorming, you know, is part of this. 
realizing that God has a plan for each one of us. So we have the confidence that we know he's already at work, you know, um, speaking to and knocking on the door of every human heart. So be creative, try different things, knowing the Lord has already called him. Second, pray the prayer for vocations that we have for the diocese at every mass, in your parish, and in your homes. This is important, as I said, at the ordination of Father Joshua Lee last past week, to create a culture of prayer for vocations that counters all the noise and distortion of our secular culture. It really does have a spiritual impact to kind of clear the space out, you know, in your local parish community. And it teaches these young people that God is calling. So pray the diocesan prayer for vocations. We'll do it here during this Mass at the end of the intercessions. And provide encounters with Jesus by having prayerful, joyful liturgies, uh, Sunday Masses, and times of adoration where the Lord can simply be present to young people and they can be present to Him. That way they'll be much more able to answer His call. Again, kind of cuts through all the noise of the culture and gives them these times of encounter at Sunday Mass and in adoration so that they can come to know the Lord. So some suggestions on how our parishes can be welcoming and evangelizing and real places of prayer for vocations. And the second exhortation is that as you pray the prayer for vocations, ask the Lord to help you notice those he is calling. This kind of prayer focuses us and gives God greater permission to work through us. But show me those you may be calling to a religious vocation or the priesthood. Watch, observe young men and women in your parish, and if they are reverent and prayerful, let them know that you've noticed them. You can tell them that they could have a heart for a religious vocation. It's really that simple. You know, studies show that when a priest or even any person, you know, approaches a young person about, you know, have you thought about a vocation? I see this in you. That has a big impact. The harvest has never been more abundant. And the Lord has not ceased to call young men and women to serve him as priests, um, deacons, brothers, and sisters, and certainly to serve him as, you know, uh, spouses in holy marriages. Like the 72, we have been commissioned by baptism and confirmation to go and make disciples. God desires to bless our diocese with holy marriages and vocations to the priesthood, the diaconate, and the consecrated life.